It has been said by some wise soul in the universe that family is art in its imperfect, loving human form. We understand messiness and are inspired by imperfection for through these things we learn to grow, to aspire, and to achieve greatness. We learn to thrive and we journey toward success. This is the art of family. So I welcome you to our family, the Cots family, where we create opportunities to succeed. So here we go. We've been talking about COTS um, and, and this shift in who we are as an agency. So COTS was established in 1982 right. as the Coalition on Temporary Shelter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but how we have transitioned far beyond that, yep. the, the, the name that we've mm-hmm. operated under for so many years yep. is a misnomer. Yep. Um, but we've transitioned into this space where we really do every day do our part to create opportunities to succeed Mm -hmm. and so talking about who we were where we've been where we're going Mm -hmm. um let's let's talk about the beginning and just just some some insight on the beginning of cats yeah so history so so when i came here in 1990 um you know, the, the focus then primarily was on the emergency shelter, continues um, to, to some degree to be, you know, the kind of the general intake when mm-hmm. people come in. But um, we had just started to kind of dub, dabble, dabble our feet into um, transitional housing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that was kind of a new concept mm-hmm. um, back in the early 80s. And basically, transitional housing is temporary housing for up to 24 months um, that's linked with supportive services, mm-hmm. right? And most of transitional housing was targeted toward uh, women. And, and, and that's, a, that's a whole nother conversation. I definitely want to come back to okay. that because I think it's really important with where we're going now. But so we started transitional housing. Um, we um, had West Grand Boulevard. That was a seven-unit mm-hmm. apartment building at that time. Uh, in partnership with Core City Neighborhood, they actually owned the building, and mm. we partnered with them um, to uh, have uh, seven families, all women, mm-hmm. with children there. And then um, we uh, purchased the monastery, which is Peggy's mm-hmm. place. Uh, that was such an interesting. <laughs> <laughs> It, what people don't know is uh, you talk about Peterborough and doing this facility. Mm-hmm. So Peggy's place, you know, is in, in a you know pretty nice neighborhood, and uh, the neighborhood like like fought us. Mm. They didn't want that there, um, and we we had conversations. So if, if there's any one thing I know. Uh, that I have strengthened in terms of my own skill set mm-hmm. is the art of um, communicating. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always like been a peacemaker mm-hmm. in my life. Just, just my temperament. Yeah, just but <laughs> but diplomacy is my thing. Yeah. And so I've learned to to help people to see, like like first I understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Like 
I get it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm able to show them the benefits, mm-hmm. like, of how we could partner to make something better for everybody. Right. And when people, like, like get on board with that, they're, you know, you, you pretty much have them, mm-hmm. right? You get, mm-hmm. you get them. So we were able to do transitional housing um, over at Peggy's place. And it's interesting because the same group that fought us on that came back and started holding their monthly meetings in the building and, and all of that. Wow. So that that happened. So transitional housing kind of expanded for us. And then um, in the late 90s, um, I was still the deputy director um, at that time. Um, I had the opportunity to um, be part of a fellowship called Eureka. Mm-hmm. And they sent you... Um, all over um, the country to explore something that you were interested in. I was really interested in um, affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Like, and that wasn't anything on Cot's radar at the time. There was really one organization, Southwest Solutions, that was doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I went to, I spent some time in New York. I spent some time in San Francisco, Chicago. I went all wow. over, like, exploring these projects and learning, like, from some of the best, the leaders around the country. Mm-hmm. Came back, had a conversation with the board, and I was like, look, it's, it's time for us to start developing mm-hmm. this. And so I, I brought in a local um, guy who was doing it. He talked to the board, and the board signed on. So our first major development uh, of affordable housing was Birds Manor. Right, and oh, we were so proud of that. That wow. was that was just a wonderful, and it still is really a really nice, mm-hmm. um, nice uh, facility. So, so COTS began to kind of evolve over time. So now we have the emergency shelter, we have transitional housing, and then we started getting into supportive housing, mm-hmm. and and this is like scattered throughout. We have a couple of different versions of that, and so it, we over time. We, we grew, you know, and, and part of that was like looking at the needs of um, the people that we were serving mm-hmm. and our community and saying housing is a human right, mm-hmm. by the way. And how do we like provide it? Are we in a position to create it a safe place for, for people to live without really thinking about children at the time? Mm-hmm. It was like, like people. Yeah. And then, of course, um, we then had the the moment some years ago where we paused and said, "Okay, let's let's stop. Let's look at families. We're going to have some impact. Let's let's really mm-hmm. focus all of our efforts and resources on families." Yeah. And so that's how we got here. Now I want to circle back because I said women because today we are involved in an, an initiative called the Fatherhood Initiative, mm-hmm. and you know, and I I, I had to come to some moments. I, I had a almost come to Jesus moment mm-hmm. myself. I was doing some work with Kresge, um, Kresge Foundation and they brought in this guy um, uh, Kevin um, Drummond from out California talking about the work that he, he has, was doing around uh, father, fathers. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I said, I, I'm going to be honest. I said, I ain't been thinking about no daddies. That's what I said. <laughs> Just like that, I said, I'm not even thinking about daddies. Um, where are they? Yeah. Right? Where are yeah. they? Because most of our parents, honestly, in our program, our, our mothers are single yeah. moms, right? And when he got finished 
doing his presentation, I felt shameful. Mm. I was like, oh, I said, we've got to, we've got to fix this. Yeah. And so now we are part of the fatherhood initiative. Mm-hmm. I'm doing some work here at COTS, but also with three other, four other organizations around how we can and should and must include dads, mm-hmm. right? And, and not assume that they're not in the picture. Yeah. There's a There's reason a, yes. why. Right. Yes. And it's not always what we think. Yeah. They're they're somewhere around. We we've got to include them, and so yeah. now we are intentionally like talking about dad. Yeah. Intentionally like figuring out how we can include him in that picture, but also even in our housing. And you mm-hmm. know this. We 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 are one of the few shelters that will have dads Bringing whole or, or men, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because yep. there single are men dads. who are single dads, mm-hmm. right? And so um, we recognize, um, but we've heard some of the men in our program say, you know, you all don't have anything for us. You know, mm-hmm. they said that, yeah. and that was the yeah. truth. It yeah. was the truth, and so we we have to fix that, so and we true. are we are fixing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think right now we have, if if I'm not mistaken, in a shelter right now there are. Five yeah, or six yeah. fathers yeah. there right now, yeah. uh, which is a lot for yeah, us, right. you know. And, and and so we're open, and, and in fact, yeah. all of our programs, every last one of our housing programs, is is open um, to men, and I'm, yeah. I'm really proud of that. that yeah, I'm proud that's, of. Yeah, because that's really important. Like as if that wasn't a thing, that wasn't. Yeah. Then that's an issue, and we have yeah. to rectify it. Yeah, and I, th- I think when we talk about the passport to self sufficiency and that whole framework of the, mm-hmm. the five areas that support family stability, yeah. health and wellness is one of them. And that health and wellness really also hinges around the health and wellness of our relationships. You like that area, don't you? I do. <laughs> because, because you always go to that I do. area. I, like I go, that area, because I go back to, and I think I heard you say this before. Mind you, I, we know that again, there's these five yeah. areas and we've, we've envisioned it like mm-hmm. a wheel. You know, and again, yeah. if any one of them is, a, if all of them are spokes on a wheel, if any one of them is fragmented or fractured, That's then right. it, it it threatens the integrity of the wheel, That's which right. threatens your journey That's and right. whether or not you get to where you're going. But I think about health and wellness because your physical health, mm-hmm. your spiritual health, your emotional health, your mental health, they all work together. That's right. And that that speaks to our relationships. If a relationship is is fragmented and we're not we're not focusing on the impact that it mm-hmm. has on us. If mm-hmm. we're not talking about that or if we're not working to repair it or if we're not trying to resolve the yeah. fact that we won't be able to repair it but coming to peace with There's it. There's some trauma with you, right? That, I mean, you do experience it like that. And that right? trauma will show up yep. whether you want it to or not. That's right. Yeah. In spaces that would be problematic for you yeah. down the road, yeah. you know? yeah. And that's a good point, Asha, and well taken because I, I think even in the world that we live in, we, we see well-resourced people who have not dealt with trauma in their mm-hmm. lives, right? Oh, absolutely. We see that absolutely. just for every day, and you think, like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> you say that, too. What happened? what happened? Don't ask what's right, wrong. Right. Ask what happened. What happened? Exactly. And, and there's, there's some, so you're absolutely right yeah. that if, if we don't, pay attention to our mental health, emotional health, all of our well-being, mm-hmm. it, it impacts everything else, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's always going to show up. Yeah, It's going to yep. show up at work, and all of us have 
you know, been in places where we've worked and thought like, oh, mm -hmm. what's going on with that yeah. person, right? Or, or, or what happened? What mm -hmm. never got addressed? So. Yeah, You're absolutely right. Yeah, I just, and I just think about that as we talk about the fatherhood initiative mm -hmm. and how that can, that initiative within itself yeah. is working to heal some of yeah. the brokenness. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Art of Family podcast by COTS. COTS exists to create and facilitate opportunities for families in poverty to collaborate, thrive, and succeed in building strong households, neighborhoods, and communities. This is accomplished through COTS Passport to Self-Sufficiency. Passport to Self-Sufficiency is COTS Poverty Reduction and Alleviation Framework. It is used across all programs, delivered through a whole family approach to support families in developing economic self-sufficiency and stabilized environments in order to create a multi-generational impact and ultimately break the cycle of poverty. To support this mission or to learn more about COTS, our families, or our partners, visit us online at cotsdetroit.org. That's C-O-T-S-Detroit.org. Another area that we're focusing on, and then I love this because it, it's um, something that I've had to like even learn uh, myself and develop kind of a stronger muscle around mm -hmm. Is around um, the narrative, like, mm, like the language that we use, absolutely. Um, how we how we talk to people, what we say to people, how we talk about them, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm not even mm -hmm. talking about whether they're in the room or not. I'm mm -hmm. talking about period, period. Absolutely. because then we we actually work out of that. Mm -hmm. We we engage people the way we think about mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. right? And so I'm always so appreciative at even the work that you do creatively with on the marketing side, mm -hmm. like how we show our families and we don't show them as being these dirty mm -hmm. people, you know, just yeah. who, first of all, who wants even to if there was a day where I was dirty, I wouldn't want you to see me like that. Right. Listen, <laughs> I wouldn't want you to see me like that. As much as we like doctor that. up our selfies and yes. use filters, oh, then why goodness. would we do that to somebody exactly. else? <laughs> and so, you know, I, I have so much appreciation and we've gotten feedback mm -hmm. from, from donors and others who've seen our marketing piece and I'm like, you know, yeah, thank you for showing people. Mm -hmm. Right. And not this, 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 you know, picture of of people that people would want that. Yeah. You know, for, I would want to be seen like right. that, right? And so, but we've done like work around our 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 narrative about people, mm -hmm. and really, it, we're still doing it. We're mm -hmm. still working on it because there's a, actually a survey that I'm going to be handing to uh, staff a couple of months around that because I, I want us to understand. Like sometimes we we have stuff up here in our heads, mm -hmm. like we we actually had it, and we don't know it, mm -hmm. and we just we talk because we don't yeah. have a filter, right? We talk, and then you ask questions. You know, why did you say that? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. why 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 would you say that about that person? Why mm -hmm. would you refer to that person like that? Or why would why do you why why did you feel comfortable saying that? that? Yes, right. Uh -huh. And and when we do our work inside, we do some um, introspection then you start really looking at how you feel about mm -hmm. people like mm -hmm. or certain people 
Mm-hmm. Cause it comes up, yeah, and I, I do think right, but that's another your area, own bias. right? Yep. Right, exactly. You yep. you have to, it, we will address that because it, I think it's important. We yeah. can't be as impactful mm-hmm. when we still hold on to certain, you know, theories or yeah. thinking about absolutely, especially people who are are living in poverty. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So that's those some of the things that we're working. So on. something else that that stands out as you say that I think about this goes back to what you said earlier about empowering people and how that's a slippery slope in mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think is the biggest threat to um, how the, how we talk about people, how we see people, the biases that mm-hmm. we have, mm-hmm. um, and even our failures at empowering them, really is feeling like in empowering somebody else we lose some of our own power oh absolutely and yeah 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 uh, that, that's a, a real that, thing yes and and yeah. how we, we really I, I, this takes me back to this takes me back to, to scripture actually yeah. where it talks about you have to die to your flesh daily. yeah right yeah um how that's something that as people we really need to check and, and you, I, I've heard you say this before too that when when there's challenges in that space, it's a heart thing. It's it's all it all starts all with the heart. So if we can stop and look at our own hearts, our intentions can be pure as gold. But if we can be honest with ourselves, and this goes for folks here within COTS, yeah. our teams, with it, whether it's our our partners, everybody, yeah. every human being, if we can be honest with ourselves, and try to catch ourselves when we feel that our power is at risk or something and realize that it's not about risking power as much yeah. as it's about sharing it. Yep. And acknowledge How, it. And acknowledge- so, so I, I love, I, I smiled when you said and catch it. And because that's the thing with me, I, um, we're all vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We can all have these moments where we're jealous, where we mm-hmm. covet something else, where we, you know, think something horrible about something mm-hmm. we all are mm-hmm. just we, we're just human human yeah. right but in, in the moment like the when it gets bad is when a person rides that way oh yeah right like i always go back to saul the story of saul is one of my favorite favorite stories in the bible because like saul was actually selected by god like he mm-hmm. had been selected right he selected okay they want a king, give him a king, mm-hmm. right? Saul, pick Saul. Great looking guy. Mm-hmm. He had all the qualities, mm-hmm. but but Saul didn't catch himself. Mm-hmm. Like and, and he had a couple of times where he could have caught himself. Yep. And he just and now with his own he just got it mm-hmm. all and now he mad at David. Now he's trying to kill David. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like and I actually like see that whole story is such a real story. Mm-hmm of how people, they just pay attention mm-hmm. to Saul. Like, just read that, and you will save yourself a lot of heartache. Yes. Like, so when the, it's not like Saul had this, that something came up, and, like, you didn't have the same thing. You you felt the same way. But Saul decided he just going to embrace it. it. And, yep. mm-hmm. You know, so acknowledge it. I have had moments where I've said to myself, oh, Mm-hmm. I'm jealous of that person. Mm-hmm. And I actually say it, and, and they'll laugh, and I go, like, okay, God, help me deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because yeah. I can't, I need your help, right? Yeah. First, but you have to acknowledge it first. You have to acknowledge it. Right? That's the key is acknowledging it. I don't even know how we got on this subject. I don't either, but I love it. 
but there's something about and, and I think this, yeah. there's there's a thing when we as when we as humankind yeah. can be willing to acknowledge our humanity yeah yeah and then when we're able when we're able to acknowledge our humanity yeah we are then able to embrace the humanity of others yeah so, so what we were talking about was, I was saying, connected it, just the whole narrative and how people yeah. say things. Yeah. That acknowledge that sometimes the, these thoughts, these feelings come up. It's real. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's just being human. Mm-hmm. Right? Acknowledge it. Put yourself in check. And then, you know, move to, okay, what, what, what's the best outcome for this? Mm-hmm. Like, what's... For me and for that person, and and once you you do that work, I think the more you do it, the more you then look through the eyes of kindness, right? Yes. You just look through the eyes of kindness, mm-hmm. and that becomes your default. Absolutely. And that that no longer you have to struggle with this other stuff. Mm-hmm. It that becomes the, the muscle default. that you Absolutely. have strengthened. And it's like you look from that perspective. Yep. yep. And, I, and identifying that, that something that you may have been taught mm-hmm. or something that someone yeah. may have said to you about yeah. a circumstance or a population, it very well could be incorrect. Yep. That's right. And therefore change your perception. Yeah. Be willing to change your perception. And get to know people. Get to know people. I, I've, I've learned it, it, one of the things in, from Cots that, oh my goodness, over the years, I, thousands of people that I've encountered in, you know, initially you have, you know, this thought like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get to know them. Mm-hmm. Asha. Oh, it's, it's just like um, opens up your own world. It opens up. Yeah. Um, Mitch Album always talks about his encounter with the men at um, Detroit Rescue Mission mm-hmm. at that time when he stayed mm-hmm. there during the during the Super Bowl mm-hmm. year here, and uh, how it changed his life, mm-hmm. like it literally changed his life, and, mm-hmm. and I'm so appreciative of him. I I've actually have seen it work out with him. Like mm-hmm. I've I've seen him, like actually, live that out mm-hmm. when he didn't. He he knew me. And maybe from a couple of encounters mm-hmm. and we were in the same room together doing something and I was standing there and somebody's talking to him and I either I, I can't I don't remember if I interrupted him to say something or whatever and he turned and he looked at that person and he said excuse me like to the person mm-hmm. he said but this is important Mm. Now he didn't know I was going to say. I was standing ten and high, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was. I never forgot that mm-hmm. with him. He said this is important, and if you listen to him with mm-hmm. his some Tuesdays with Maury, mm-hmm. if you listen about that encounter, which I just heard the interview he did with Oprah mm-hmm. some time ago, I I got it. Like mm. that was that came from that those moments with him of learning what was most important. Yeah. And yeah. to make and to, and he talks about it like this, making time. Like we can talk about that later. Yeah, but this is time important because important. this is dealing with the lives of people, and mm-hmm. that's that's what he was talking about. Absolutely, this is she's talking about homeless folk. I need to deal with that. This is yeah. important. That business deal we can talk about later, but this is important. Yeah. And you just I 
I never forgot when mm. he did that. Like, yeah. how, well, first how it made me feel, but why he did it. Yeah. After I yeah. listened to his stories, yeah, I, oh, I get. Yeah. And that's kind of does um, done some transformative work in him. Yeah. That's yeah. A, a wonderful example of operating yeah. in kindness and yeah. intention, yeah. intentionality. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you. This is. Thank you for listening to the Art of Family, a podcast that serves to share triumphs of families overcoming poverty and homelessness. As families journey towards stability, Cots believes there is always beauty to be found along the way. Through partnership, mentorship, and relationship, we all create opportunities to succeed. To support this mission or to learn more about Cots, our families, or our partners, visit us online at cotsdetroit.org. That's C-O-T-S Detroit dot org.